0: It's a panic pun day. Oh, oh. I'm doing a uh, recording with a whale in my podcast. Oh, no. I panicked and made a pun. (laughs) This is Pistol Shrimps Radio more than
1: it's ever been. And less than it ever was. My name's Matt Corley, And I'm McCark Monville.
0: And I do believe that is his name.
1: And I've never changed it legally or illegally. How do you illegally change your name?
0: You rob a liquor store and say... I don't want any money. I just want you to acknowledge my name is now Griffin Cableboa.
1: Yeah, that's that sounds good. I've had
0: to do it every season of that horror podcast.
1: Oh, yeah. You have to change your name for the podcast. Yeah. I have to change my name to keep things spicy in the bedroom. You change your name to Sex God? Yeah, I had to change it from that, too. Oh. And then I just changed it to The Vanilla Boy. <laughs>
0: when you want just a quiet night together.
1: Yeah, and then I changed it to, hey, I'm trying to read.
0: (laughs) Listen, what we do is that we used to do basketball game talk when the game was happening. Then these guys who are us says to each other, we says, hey, there ain't no more games because of COVID. And prior to that, even anyway, we'd stopped going.
1: Yeah. Turns out every Tuesday for five years or however goddamn long it was, I mean, we probably would still do it. I don't.
0: The point is, now we just answer emails that are backlogged from the year 1982.
1: Yes. I have a laptop in front of me with a bunch of emails that I haven't read. I haven't screened them. I have no idea what these people say in these emails. And then I just read them. But before we do that, Matt, don't you think we should check the P.O. box? Oh, absolutely. I got three postcards in the postcard box. Whoa. The P.O. box, because people, I think, were trying to activate. Remember 14 years ago when people were trying to buy more stamps and save the post office? Yeah, I bought some. Yeah, I did too. Well, people sent us postcards. Should I read some of these postcards?
0: Absolutely. Now we should mention that this is a height of COVID, but we're socially distanced in a backyard.
1: Outdoors in the fresh air.
0: It's really nice. It's one of the first, like, m- kind of brisk fall days of 2020.
1: Terrible to be outdoors longer than a half an hour?
0: Internet's completely gone at my house, so Mark had to bring over his computer with the emails already downloaded.
1: You really are pioneering over here.
0: I can't get cell service without Wi-Fi.
1: And you can't get Wi-Fi without cell service. So I had
0: to drive my car to another part of the city to call the goddamn cable company to tell them that they might
1: come. And are they going to come? That's what I'm told. Covered wagons and all? You betch. Dear Mark, thank you for your work, all of it. Even the kind crappy in the kind of crappy parts that I don't know about or didn't notice. <laughs> if you think uh, that what you do is meaningless or vapid, the substance may be sometimes, but the method, that's where I'm affirmed in what it means to be human. And thank you for that. Sincerely, Elizabeth, this postcard's designed by Ryan Corey, a super fan of both of us individually. Oh. That's a picture of a post office box.
0: Oh, it's the Woody Guthrie, This Machine Kills Fascists. So
1: then, yeah, we got a second one of those, probably, (laughs) I think, from Ryan. I love that. Yeah, this is from Ryan. I've been a longtime Super Ego and Shrimps fan. I'm digging the new Super Ego season. It's by far my favorite show. I hope this reaches you. Not sure if the P.O. Box is still operational or not. Be well, and please keep making content for me to enjoy. Your pal Ryan Corey. So that's from... I'm trying to find the postcard, the postmark on here to see... This is from September, early September of 2020, these postcards. Oh, that's not a, too long ago. This unrelated one is just a picture of Wyoming. Oh. Matt and Mark, a scenic stretch of old I-80 through Wyoming that I passed after making the move from the East Coast to the West Coast, a move that was shortly after the rooftop Watergate meetup. Oh. After listening to all the mailbag episodes, I think I'm the last one to check in. And then there's no signature, and I, oh, it's from PJ. Thanks, PJ. A little Thanks, Guy PJ. Smiley stamp on there. Oh, Guy Smiley. We have we have a post office box still. And the address is, take it away, Mark. Mark McConville, P.O. Box 41284, Los Angeles, California, 90041, United States of America.
0: 615 Rivera Street, Chula Vista.
1: Is that one of your local ad jams? No, it was,
0: I think I've told this before, but it was a song that we came up with for my little cousin's address so he could find his way home by remembering the song. Because um, we'd drop him off sometime south of the border and just see how long it'd take.
1: Sure. Yeah. Which border?
0: <laughs> Mexico, United States, because oh, okay. they live in Chula
1: Vista. One, I didn't want to assume. Oh. Like, maybe you're dropping him on the Liechtenstein-Germany border.
0: Yeah, we've done that. We have yet to see him.
1: He's probably in his 40s. Just singing that song. <laughs> walking through Eastern Europe. Sechs, ein, fünf, Street, Chula Vista. I had this deep cut in my head the other night. Potato skins got baked potato appeal because they're made with <laughs> potatoes and skins that are real. You remember potato skins, potato chips?
0: Now that you hum it by using words along with it, I think I do.
1: My wife, Christina, who I love very much, she bought these ghost chips. They're like, they're in the shape of ghosts for Halloween oh, that's thematic fun. chips. Are they
0: just potato chips otherwise?
1: No, they're baked potato aberrations. <laughs> They're disgusting. They taste so weird and chemically, and they reminded me of potato skins, the chips from 1986. I'm glistening. Did you ever have potato skins? It was a two-sided potato chip. One side looked like like a regular potato chip, like a Pringle almost, and then the other side was brown, like it was the skin of the potato.
0: I don't think so because I respect
1: myself. You want to just get to the guts of the potato. You don't want to eat the skin.
0: I don't even eat potato chips. I eat raw potatoes. With salt on them? Nope. I eat a cup of salt after as a chaser.
1: Yeah, well, that sounds about right. Anyway, you want to get into some of these emails? You know it, buddy. That's why you're here. First of all, let me say it's good to see you. And you, Maddie. It's been a very... I don't see any people. No. And so it's nice to just see another human being.
0: We're inches from each other.
1: French. Face to face. We're French hugging. We're using the same tongue to speak. (laughs) Uh, all right, let's get into it. This is an email from Hannah, and it's the subject is Weird Mall Kids. I'm listening. Dear Matt and Mark. Oh, you said a squirrel fight happen. Oh no. They're just kidding. chasing each other They run
0: across the Mac. top of the fence like it's a shooting gallery. Not I don't shoot them, but you know like how in yeah. a shooting gallery they and now here they come down here. Oh, these guys, I know
1: these guys. Couple of squirrels. Yeah, that's Reggie and Time Wash. Hannah writes, dear Matt and Mark, good to see you. (laughs) As many, many others have said, your podcast is the greatest thing since Watermelon Kids. And now that we're all stuck at home twiddling our thumbs, looking forward to putting your goofball voices in my ear holes is getting me through. By the way, this is from April 16th.
0: (laughs) Sorry, we've been remiss. (laughs)
1: you probably don't remember but my best friend elizabeth and i wrote into the show during your last season hearing you open our package of weird ohio maple bacon onion jam on the show was the single greatest moment in either of our lives (laughs) secondly the episode where matt eating a piece of beef jerky cough and squeaked beef stick in my esophagus anyway a couple questions for you who would win in an arm wrestling match kubich or sexy ref Sexy Ruff. Sexy Ruff, yeah. Chew, if you had to build an Ikea dresser with a Star Wars character, who would it be? Chewie. You'd build it with Chewie?
0: Yeah, because he's kind of the mechanic.
1: Yeah, I'd probably do it with Or R2. I was going to say R2 because he's probably got different like three-dimensional yeah. specs.
0: There's also those pit droids from episode
1: one. Yeah, there's also Didge. The pilot, okay, Mark, from no,
0: episode no, Sast. You're not respecting the canon.
1: Which of the running bits on the show is your favorite? Free throw scriptures, Clara Sleechman, Maria's platitudes. Well, we should talk about that.
0: Oh, because of that supercut.
1: If I maybe didn't share it, I will share it. Someone took all of Maria's post game platitudes and did a supercut on YouTube. You can find it. I'll post it on our Twitter and Instagram. That's Shrimps Radio or at Pistol Shrimps Radio, depending on which. Thing you're on. Just look for it and you can find it.
0: I watched the 60 Minutes with Trump, Pence, Biden, and Harris. Uh-huh. And Mike Pence speaks in very similar platitudes oh, really? to Maria.
1: Just gotta keep focused and look look the, hard. Uh,
0: the president, he's just he loves America and he just wants to get out there and play a good game.
1: Well, I sent this to Matt and Maria and sort of said, How long do you think this video is without or maybe I asked Christina. I don't know. I talked to two people a year now. Yeah. But it's over an hour. That's amazing.
0: It's over an hour. How many, do you have any idea how many games we called? I'm not talking about like mailbag episodes or like, yeah, or like miniature golf. Yeah, I don't know. A
1: hundred at least, I wow, think. really? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. It seems like close to a hundred maybe. Jeez. But anyway, there's an hour of Maria just spouting stuff. <laughs> I really like, I like that bit. Anyway, please never stop these mailbag episodes listening to a new one. is like hearing from old friends. Speaking of, could you give the world's biggest shout-out to Maboogie Elizabeth Fellows? We've been friends since childhood, but due to quarantine in different schools, we don't get to see each other much anymore. But the Shrimps episode, keep us in touch. Thanks for the laughs so hard we can't sit down sometimes. You guys have lifted so many spirits in more ways than you know. Go screw from Hannah. Elizabeth Fellows, I'm going to
0: use my lung to make a
1: bellows and expel some air
0: that i think is fair to say that this is a shout out to you and yours today
1: bagel04 writes in matt can you please talk in the Koch voice for the next three minutes thank you do you want to time me no well sure do you want to answer sure emails as well, Koch?
0: well when the question's done you can start timing me
1: all right i so you're willing to do this. Yeah. Okay. So the next few questions. I,
0: I asked this guy to write in and say this.
1: All right. Ready? Yeah. Your timer starts.
0: Wait, don't you have to, you have to finish the question.
1: That was it. Would you oh. please talk, okay. talk in the Koch voice for the next three minutes? Yeah. you want me to move on to the next question and that's when you start? Sure. Because it's from Elizabeth Fellows, the lady you just oh. gave a shout out to. Okay. Yeah, sure. All right. We're going to move on to an email from Elizabeth and Koch timer has begun. You're say, oh, you're like, saying it starts, start it when this yeah. email is done. All right, <laughs> When you want to talk. There's
0: strict rules for this. You, yeah. you haven't looked them up?
1: Uh, good to see you, Matt and Mark. Matt and Mark. First, I wanted to thank you both for contrib- continuing to post mailbag episodes because hearing about absolute nonsense from YouTube boogies is sure helping a lot during this weird time. I'm a soon-to-be graduate from a master's program, and all job prospects are suddenly in a shit bag, so I'm writing to inquire yeah. about a position at Pistol Shrimps Radio. <laughs> I'm highly skilled in many fields such as eating soft eaten licorice, earning two American basketball points and spoonerizing everything to the point of driving everyone in my life away <laughs> in the past year alone. I've consumed multiple handfuls of licorice. I would love to schedule time to talk about any open positions you have in such fields. I would even consider being a caretaker for Margot the fat guy. I enjoy pushing items off of desks while maintaining eye contact with the owner of the item. So I get along with cats pretty well. Also who would win in a fight? Sarek Lapton or Sire Drates? My best boogie, Hannah, and I need to know so bad we can't sit down sometimes. This is from Elizabeth, and the timer starts now.
2: Hi, first of all, great, great to talk to you. And although in, we're hiring, in the email you said in the pasture alone, but I heard pasture like a meadow or field. So I don't remember when the second part of was, but I do know this. What other part was there that I had to answer something about Oh,
1: it? Sarek Lapton or oh, yeah. Sire Drake? Okay. who
2: went in a fight. Well, Sire is, he, first of all, he's the knife. He's the first one. Seric, La, La, Lapton. Carrick Lapton. cleric, he an eye. He's a cleric.
1: I'm gonna pause it, Koch, and we'll move on to our next question. I feel like you've answered. This I know. Uh, oh, you haven't. Or no. I'll resume the timer. It's the
2: cleric versus the paladin, and paladin is the knight, and the cleric, he just works at the county registrar. So I gotta go with the knight. That means it's Mark Moffler and sorry, Narc Moffler, who's also gonna rat you out. You know, he works for Narcos. And how much, how much time do I have left? I think
1: about a minute forty-five.
2: I could do that in my sleep. Speaking of. (laughs) Hi, I haven't done this voice since quarantine started. I think I'm a little out of practice. Although, it does hurt my throat. I I do feel like I've been stung by being a
0: major Uh, kick.
1: Why don't you take a pause and we'll read another question and you can answer this next question. All right, timer's paused. Okay. We'll We'll move on to Edward Stanton. Hi, my favorite mailbag handlers. I'm the weird mall kid who forwarded you his own email a couple of months ago. Well, that might have been in 2020 or 2001. Uh, I'm currently keeping sane by listening to the entire podcast run again. There's an episode where you two are naming the all the Harry Potter movies. I was in tears laughing. You never finished naming them all, so I'm hoping you can no. list the remaining ones. My favorite... My favorites are Harry Potter and the Dig Beef Fences and <laughs> Harry Potter and the Fibbing Kidge. By the way, I'm in the Virgin Safety. I in the Virgin America Safety video, little guy, deep voice is Miles Brown from Blackish. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, J.K. Rowling. Maybe that news hadn't come out when this email went around.
2: Just kidding, Rowling. Oh, my scandal just been a joke. Harry Potter and the Lacerated Mansion. Harry Potter and the go, go, you're doing great. Harry Potter and the Ghost Face, killer! Harry Potter and the Tile in the Kitchen Bathroom does look a little dingy. Part 1. Harry Potter and I do believe the neighbors can hear me. Harry Potter, and how am I going to explain this? Harry Potter and the shaved um, guy who takes the plant from a pot and puts it back in the ground.
1: Oh, so the, just a gardener?
2: It could be. Harry Potter and the cereal full of necklaces. <laughs>
1: There's still about 30 seconds on the Koch timer. I got that
2: standing on my head. Harry Potter and the standing on my head, gang. Harry Potter and the Aquabats of Abdagongi. <laughs> Harry Potter and a bunch of people from the movie uh, Can't Buy Me Love. That one didn't do as well. As the movie
1: or the Harry Potter the book? The
2: book. Harry Potter and the Breakfast Club. Okay, Don't Matt. you forget about me.
0: No, no, no. All
1: right, timer's done. You've done it, Matt. <sighs> how do you feel?
0: I did hurt my voice somehow. What if I what if like I lose my coach voice as I grow older like how some people lose their singing voices, you know?
1: Yeah. You might I feel like that happens to people over oh, time. No. That's that's my bread and butter. If you don't use it, (laughs) that's all I got. This I feel like we read already, but maybe not. I'll read it. Hi, Mark and Matt. See what I did there? Totally spoonerized your first names. Nice. Good job. I thought I'd give you an update. I'm the guy that in his last email was in the process of moving to Norway to do some medieval archaeology. Wow. I haven't found Olav's pipe cleaner yet. I didn't find the grail tablets either. <laughs> I have either.
0: no recollection of any of these things but then I hear them and I go like yeah that seems about right.
1: Yeah. I'm sure it's just a matter of time. I'm happy to report that all went well until recently I found myself working in the basement of a museum of a literal world heritage site surrounded by artifacts that I'm still starstruck by. Anyway that's over for now. Isolation in home office it is. Luckily I can work from home quite well and actually have and have actually more contact with my friends back home and all over the world than I did before thanks to the wonders of Zoom and of course your regular updates keep me sane basically my only evening entertainment these days is John Hodgman's live Instagram show where he interviews random people's pets every night for an hour or two till the lockdown stopped if how you're reading have I not this put margo on there if you're reading this while still cooped up you or rather sweet margo brown and georgia the fat guy should totally take part I have taken part in this. Oh, you have? Yeah, I was with Georgia at the dog park in my neighborhood early. Maybe this is pre quarantine. I think it is. I think it's early this year, January or February. Mm -hmm. And I spent some time talking to John, and he couldn't believe the dog park. Because it's kind of like it's the one that's by the highway over by my house. Yeah. And it's kind of high tech.
0: What's so high tech about it?
1: Artificial turf, robot dogs. It's not flat. There's sort of like rolling hills. Hmm. There's a lot of... It's in a kind of a bowl almost. Oh. It's pretty wild. Anyway, look. Actually, didn't you used to edit the Judge John Hodgman podcast way back? Is that a false memory from the early days of Max Fun? No, it's not. We both did that.
0: That's right. You did anyway, it longer than I did, I think.
1: Maybe. I hope you can soon go back to going insane due to a lack of sugar, too much sugar, Lake Street Gym parking problems, or whatever new show your new show brings... Rather than going insane from cabin fever, your boogie, Matthias.
0: Oh, that's German for my name.
1: All right. This one we really got to get into. Okay. This is from Steve Jacobson. Seriously? Matt, the subject line here this is from April 18th, 2020. <laughs> Dissatisfied listener. oh Subject line. Oh, How no. dare you, oh, both no. of you, accusing me of making up a fake email name, in which anyone can do and only takes two minutes. I happen to come from a long line of Steve H. Jacobsons. <laughs> my answers built Plymouth Rock of toothpicks. I don't appreciate having my name stolen for use in your silly super ego show. You will be hearing from my lawyer. He's a Southern fellow who represents Jason Voorhees. Anyway, thanks for reading that bucket full of silliness. Thanks for the show. Thanks for the laughs. Sincerely, not Steve. <laughs> Last Maybe the last one? Someone wrote in, and I thought they changed their name to Steve Jacobson, and it turns out they probably did. Steve Jacobsons are like Highlanders. There can only be two. This is from Aaron Gold. Hello, boys. I've already popped up on these mailbags twice. I'm sorry for taking up your delightful attention, real estate, but I was wondering if you, a couple of lovelies, would ever be interested in doing an actual play podcast, maybe something like Dungeons & Dragons or a game much less complicated. Matt S. Skeleton Gary on Harmontown is truly a treasured laugh memory of mine, and I'd love it if you two goobers started adventuring during this, the new age of staying inside and fucking around on Zoom. Much love to you two knuckleheads and you new tuckleheads. <laughs> From Aaron.
0: Could we do Zoom Stratego? <laughs> the <most> no.
1: <laughs> I don't think you could because you'd have... You'd just have to narrate it all. You need, you'd need a m- neutral board. Right, you'd need yeah. a digital board. You couldn't set up the game exactly the same in your house and my
0: house. There's got to be online Stratego.
1: There's probably online anything you can think of.
0: We could play it streamed so people could see both of our sides and be like, Matt's sure dumb.
1: <laughs> I don't think I've ever played a full game of Stratego. Really? Yeah. Cause Cause it's, it's pretty quick. Is it? Yeah. I just don't think I ever had it. It's dumb
0: people chess. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, chess for dummies. Mm-hmm. The book. Yeah. The game. Stratego. Um, I have been playing a little Dungeons and draggies with some people. Yeah. Former super ego guests, Chris Tallman and Derek Mears oh, among nice. them. Nice. It's fun. It's what's cr- your character? I'm like a a little um academic. Like a little <laughs> this little half elf guy named Jadge. <laughs> and he's like, obsessed with that dragons. was my nickname for my ex
0: girlfriend. Jadge? Yeah. That I mean, it was her nickname. I didn't give it. You didn't give, give, give her it to him.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, and he like he's looking for dragon artifacts and wants to meet a dragon and is always mad and sad when he gets dirty because <laughs> he's never really been out in the world. He's just been in a college library for.
0: That's funny because when I was in Harmontown, I think my character's name for the the animated one that I did, yeah, was Chech.
1: Mine is J A J with a umlaut over the. A, oh. so that you get three dots. Jadge was J-A-D-G-E. This is, and it's also, and no one pronounces it right. The bit for me is that anyone who addresses him in, in role-playing times, it's like, ah, you're not saying it right. Uh-huh. It's Jadge. It's Jatch. Whatever. Look, it's fun to do games. Yeah, it's games a good are way good. to kill time.
0: I try to get Amanda to play more games. It doesn't happen. No? Occasionally. She really likes television. I do too, don't get me wrong, but occasionally I like to break it up. And play a game? Know the relationship. We got divorced for fun.
1: Did you get back together for profit? Yeah, we did, and we made a mint. How do you do, Boogs? This is from Luke Cole. I've got a spoonerism game for you. The puzzles are called conundrums, where part of the strategy is for both of the spoonerized words to be actual words only got a few examples, but it ought to be tough. It ought to be enough to get you guys started. The guy who told me these was my old, lecherous British boss, and I've not <laughs> taken the time to come up with any less horrible examples. <laughs> okay. Fortunately, as you'll see, the more grotesque part of the punchline never gets spoken. Okay. Okay. What's the difference between an epileptic raw bar chef and a prostitute with dysentery?
0: And the answer's got to be a spoonerism?
1: the And the answer is the raw bar chef shucks and fits.
0: Oh, yeah. I see.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then you you let the person figure out that the prostitute with dysentery has a life that is challenging, but also filled with valuable work and that should not be prosecuted or vilified in the public eye. Yeah. I think I solved this conundrum. Yeah. Is there more? That's it. Oh, no. Here's. This one's worse. (laughs) I haven't read it, so I'm not afraid to read it. I want
0: to see if we can figure it out.
1: They're not that hard to figure out. What's the difference between a gang of pickpocket kids and murderous ladies escaping from a crime scene?
0: Okay, but you're not supposed to read the first Spoonerism, I don't think. So read that part No, I am because the punchline is dirty. I know. But I feel like we should be able to figure out everything.
1: You want to figure out... The okay, setup: what's a gang of pickpocket kids? And Ur- then what's the spoonerized murderous ladies escaping from a crime scene?
0: Pickpocket kids. Pickpocket thieves? Mm,
1: no. Crooks? No. Urchins? No. Muggers? No. You got to reverse engineer this and realize yeah, we're w- ending on a dirty- Okay,
0: so what's the second one?
1: Murderous- Ladies escaping from a crime scene. Oh, it's probably got the C word in it. It sure does, Matt.
0: Murderous ladies escaping from a crime scene. I don't know why it's
1: murderous. It could just be ladies escaping from a crime scene. Is lamb
0: in there? Like on the lamb? No. Fleeing? No. Running? Yeah. Cunning runts? Yep. Okay.
1: Look, Luke, I appreciate the email, but... Come on now.
0: It's his lecherous boss's fault, not Luke's.
1: This is all about Brexit. (laughs) This guy just wrote in with a spoonerism, cooking chicken fricassee for every frickin' chick I see.
0: (laughs) Dude, uh... from
1: Reed Gavanoff. Good job, Reed. Creed Ravanoff. This is from Becky. We're getting out of April here, Matt. Whoa. Thank you for putting out the mailbag episodes. They're keeping me sane while working from home. Do either of you have any advice for being productive while working from home because I'm struggling? Any thoughts on doing a a special superego episode during this time i saw your show last summer in philly and seeing everyone in action made me realize how made me realize how physical some of your bits were especially jeremy yeah <laughs> oh, it man. made me appreciate the podcast even more and you were so kind and genuinely seemed interested in meeting each person you talked with after uh during the meet and greet your kindness meant a lot to me and i'm sure it meant a lot of people to other to other people that you met also, I think the statute of limitations of my illegal picture taken during the show has ended, so I'll share the picture I took. <laughs> I feel like it's an accurate representation of each of you during a live
0: show. That's the sound of the police showing up to your door.
1: <laughs> For taking a picture from European the 20th police. row. <laughs> the picture is just... I don't think you can see it from where you're <laughs> sitting, but it's... Yeah, it's fine that you took a picture.
0: Well, to his first question, I know how to be more productive. It's a lady, cor- I think. Oh, Sorry. Here. Oh, I didn't even hear the name. To her first question,
1: struggling from working from home.
0: How to be more productive? Don't give yourself a break. Let yourself be less productive. And I don't say this like I have the answers. That was the only way I've been able to handle it. Yeah. Then we talked about maybe doing a backyard superego recording where we would just kind of set it outside in case the sounds. This might be were the tough. beta
1: test for it. Yeah. But it's hard because it, we would want to do not a recording, but a sort of live.
0: Oh, thing. no, I, I was talking about doing a recording of a regular Super Ego episode, but we would just do a one off and record it back here. Yeah. But the problem is I'm so busy with editing right now. You're busier
1: I, than you were maybe bef- when I you am. could freely go to places. I am.
0: Yeah. Because and now I just it's don't like, have oh. like the mental bandwidth because getting to her first part. I don't have as much productivity as I used to have. And so.
1: Yes. I yeah. find also that being home, I can't compartmentalize distractions. They're just yeah. in every part of my right. home. There's Look how something... long it took
0: us to do another one of these, which I love doing.
1: I do too. And, and I can I, Like
0: we're doing it now and I feel like we should do one of these next week.
1: We probably will. We do have 77 emails to get through.
0: Oh, that's not as many as I thought. That's good.
1: I mean, some of them are like, would you like to be an influencer?
0: Wait, like from brands?
1: Yeah, there's just like a guy that wrote in that was like, "Hey, did you want to be on on my influencer thing?" (laughs) Anyway, that's not great. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is for working from home, but you pretty much got to do it, I guess.
0: Well, it used to be pre-pandemic. I would work, you know, my work stuff. I would do editing or podcasting or whatever the case may be. And then often the rest of the day I would get something done on my own terms, you know, like a house chore, yeah, or a project or something fun and creative. Now I can't really do both of those in a day.
1: It's one or the other.
0: Yeah, so I got to sacrifice one someday for the other.
1: That ain't the end of the world, though. Is no, it? that's okay. I mean, God, it's just think this is—it is the end of October, and this was sent in April.
0: Her predicti- productivity must be total shit at this she point. She just
1: must be in a cave eating swamp waters. This
0: email is the last thing she achieved.
1: <laughs> All right. Now we get a bunch of them. This is the guy that said, hey, do you want to be an influencer? Okay. Should we sign up to be an influencer, Matt? No. You don't think so? Well, for Not what even part- as a joke? <laughs> okay. I don't want do to I read this I have to get, get my thing. lips
0: done or something?
1: Um, I'm just sort of scanning this email to see if anything would work. Scanning in the email. It doesn't really, do there's do nothing do. we do that would elicit this man. This is a cold call of an email. It okay. is just, you have a thing and an email address and I'm going to reach out.
0: That's too bad. I want to be connected with brands.
1: Brands? Yeah. Like Lowe's Hardware?
0: Yeah. Well, I mentioned DeWalt Tools on the Conan podcast, and they sent me a cordless router, which is what I Shut mentioned up. I needed. And it was the happiest day of my life.
1: That, And you pioneered this technique on this show, because you were like, I'd kill for some Sour Patch Kids right
0: now. Yeah, but that was open source. And then it happened. This was from DeWalt.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying, like, it's not like we didn't have some of that happen on a smaller scale. Yeah. For instance, there was a guy that worked for Danner Boots. Who sent us some Danner swag. banner dudes. And he was very much like, if you want to buy something, I can that's give right. you a discount. So that's, that's right. close. And one time I field tweeted notes about- sent us a box oh, of Field shit. Notes
0: was great. One um, time I tweeted about almond Roca and they sent me an enormous case of almond Roca. An Alman enormous case? Like numnormous.
1: Well, speaking of that, this is from Ted who wants to know, well he says I'm making gumbo today my ultimate comfort food and this, this is, is in, probably my dish and this is in May one that I've made a hundred <laughs> times I hope it's still sitting there do you either of you have a signature dish this is from May 8th so yes it's from May
0: I to to that's funny because even when he wrote this I did not have a signature dish and in, now you do yeah because I've been taking over Amanda really likes to cook mm-hmm. I'm not a cook.
1: When I met you, you were eating sugary cereals and uncrustable sandwiches. Together again, sometimes at the same time.
0: Yeah, but I've since really improved my diet, and now I've started making breakfast on Sunday mornings. So I've I've been making Ian Fleming scrambled eggs.
1: doo-dah. doo-dah.
0: Which is more butter than eggs.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: And cream. Yep. But they're delicious.
1: I'm sure they are because you're made, putting a bunch of fat in them. Yeah, but now I've
0: scaled great. that back. We tried it once his
1: way. That's like there's an Elvis peanut butter and banana sandwich oh, yeah. recipe that I tried. And yeah. he, that dude would butter both sides of the bread. And fry it. And fry it. Yeah. But I'm talking about he'd put butter, uh-huh. then peanut butter, then sliced bananas. And then dyed then on butter, the toilet. And then butter on both sides of the outside of the yeah. bread and fry it. Yeah. And I tried that once and was like, well, A, why is this a recipe? <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't, re- but that's how Elvis liked it.
0: I, guess. I bet that's good though.
1: But I can, I can relate. to there's recipe times where you're just like, really, we're gonna do yeah. a pound of butter. Seems like we could accomplish things with less. Then I made French
0: toast. Okay, because I haven't been having sugar most of quarantine, but now I've started like on, on a Sunday or something. And it's not a hard and fast rule. I'm not doing like a cheat day or anything. It's just like if something really nice comes along, I have it and I don't worry about it. Yeah. But I have been missing French toast like you can't believe. Uh-huh. And so I made some French toast and that was fun. So I wouldn't that's your call specialty it, dish. I wouldn't call that a signature dish though. The scrambled eggs are, but they're Ian Fleming's signature dish, not mine. I'm just borrowing it. I don't have a personal signature yeah, I'm dish.
1: Not good, I'm not a good enough cook to have a signature dish. Yeah,
0: I mean, I could make a meal and then literally get a pen and ink and sign it.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess that's how you start. You yeah. gotta start somewhere. I'm not going to good I'm really not a good enough cook. I just I my we used to make I used to make chili, but it's not like I made up the recipe. I'm voting for chili. I'm voting for have chili.
0: Have you during quarantine have you like taken on anything new because I cooking and gardening for me have been two new things that I never would have seen coming.
1: I have just been pedal stealing. That's with spare time. That's more honorable. When and, I say
0: gardening, it's really just watering spray and water on stuff
1: <laughs> i have been doing a little bit of that and then i also have been doing the new york times crossword puzzle and the spelling bee because mm. it's all on my but didn't
0: iPad. You used to do that anyway
1: i gave it up a long time ago because oh. i just thought i have things to do and places to be and now that i don't have either one of those things really yeah. i have some time on my hands to do that
0: you know me i was a lifelong crossworder, but i switched to sudoku during quarantine for some reason. Yeah, I reason. also
1: solved the Will Shorts puzzle master. Oh,
0: really? I solved that code out in front of the CIA building. But I'm not telling.
1: I wouldn't. Who's taking over when Will Shorts decides to retire?
0: Um, won't Longs. This
1: is from Jenna, a <laughs> come long-time on, guy, Come on.
0: You can't just move past that I mean, one. No, I have to. No. I think it's the only response. Oh, I just want to sit in that one for a second. Yeah. I'm hi. I'm puzzle novice won't longs.
1: L O N G Z.
0: <laughs> Has he do you think he's done that puzzle? What? What's my opposite of my name?
1: I think he probably started there. <laughs> hey. We listen to the Sunday puzzle every Sunday Monday and I try Suzzle. to solve the puzzle of the week. Yeah. I told anyway.
0: you I met him once, right?
1: Yeah you were starstruck. I
0: did. I look like a stalker. I like you. <laughs> I
1: like you um this is from Jenna Yamada who you know she's the cookie monster. I've been trying to refrain from writing to you guys to give you a break. <laughs> but you keep releasing mailbag episodes so here I am. I met fellow boogie Kristen Suver on Joe Co. Cruise this year and I wanted to give her a shout out. She screamed when she saw my Pistol Shrimps radio shirt and I pulled her away from her table mates to grab a photo with me. We had such a blast talking about these, our shrimps, and these, our beloved broadcasters. Thanks for introducing me to a kind, funny person who I likely wouldn't have met, save for P- Pistol Shrimps radio. We both love Kubich, so if he could say hi to Kristen that would be great. Hot John
2: it's my Kubich. Uh oh, got to goch I got I have a garage sale to go to. Oh, you go to a
1: garage sale? Yuck. Are you buying things or are you A garage. You're going to buy a garage.
2: It's a big box container storage cell only garage.
1: Okay, so this place that you're going is yeah. selling discounted buildings to put a car and tools in. Yach. And that's what you need. Why do you need that? I don't know. You just, it's an impulse buy? Yeah. Wh- you can't resist a good deal? Window shopping for garage. You were window shopping for a garage. Can you believe it? No, I can't really. I just, uh, you were just out and about. This voice hurt too. Kubitsch, do you, how do you feel about coronavirus? Are you being safe? Are you social distancing? Pretty good. You're pretty good? Like what are some of the things you've been doing during this pandemic?
2: Kissing, uh, oiling, uh, rubbing, uh Play hokey pokey each.
1: Okay. Um, it's a lot of physical activity here. French what hugging. You, what are you oiling? Each other's. Oh, people? Do, have I forgotten this voice? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's pretty much it. Thanks for coming, Kubic. This is from Abby. I've been listening to Super Ego since season two when I was a fifteen year old girl. I remember being desperate to be done with Girl Scout Camp so I could get my iPod nano back and listen to Janice Calf and her extra oh, medium robe. That's amazing. I can't keep it open. It's an extra medium. <laughs> I missed pumpkin camp. ale. I poured beer in this old gourd. <laughs> to this day, it's a straw.
2: E- dogs I video made. cassette copy
1: you want to look at my poster of johnny depp that i drew with my beard <laughs> his name's rick the beard yeah look super ego is my comfort food it calms me in tough times and is like a familiar blanket when i'm having a hard time falling asleep mm. All the content you have created over the years has meant extraordinarily much to me. You have ruined my lexicon and phraseology, so I'm constantly saying weird shit, and people are like, what? And I briefly consider explaining it, but nobody likes that, so I just say, never mind. Go screw. You both have been a huge influence on my sense of humor and my desire to do comedy. Mark, knowing that you're from the Twin Cities area helped me realize that even Midwest fucks like us can do it. I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Did a brief stint in stand-up, but turns out the Minneapolis comedy scene is a hellscape for women and non-sociopaths. So I noped out before too long. She should go to the triplet cities. Yeah. Did you know there's a quad cities and a twin cities, but not a tri- I guess there's Tribeca. Tri- that's a neighborhood.
0: Well, try a
1: triangle it. that's below ca- canal. That's is what that right? Is that's that what it means? stands for, yeah. They could have come up with a better name The than Triangle that. Below Canal Street, yeah. However, hearing about the amazing comedy Women of the Pistol Shrimps restored my faith that it can be done in the right environment with a supportive community so the dream's not completely dead. That's nice to hear. Matt, through some miracle of degrees of separation, I coerced a mutual acquaintance to ask you to record an outgoing voicemail message for me as Hey Really Giger. I couldn't believe that you actually did it and even put the patented Gourley audio engineering quality on it. It's amazing and hilarious and remains my most treasured possession. Aww. Thank you both. I don't mind saying it, and I don't mind spraying it. I love you. Abby. That's nice. Thanks, Abby. Thanks. I can't
0: even do a voice because they're all blended now. Like, well, they're all Geiger. in the same little chest. And they come out at the same time. You that t- was Giger, Kubitsch, and toolbox. Koch all came out at the same time. Oh,
1: they did?
2: Hello. Okay. I think I know who I am. Let me take a look in the mirror. Oh, no. It's a quicksilver mirror, but instead of a kind of mercury flowing through it, it's, um I don't know, a black bile that is also my octopus's teacher squid ink. Have you seen my octopus's preacher?
1: By Ringo Starr? In a garden. (laughs) This is a question, Matt, that you get asked a lot. But I don't think you've ever been asked this on this show. Gemini. Matt, has Conan ever listened to Superego? Does he know that beyond being a great producer, you are the perfect comedy compliment to him? Would his mind explode if he heard a Chloris Leachman rhyme? From Mike. No. No, I don't think it would. No to all of us. Conan those. has seen it all, heard it all. He's written on The Simpsons and Saturday Night Live. He's 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 leathered in the comedy yeah. universe. He truly, it's not that he's incapable of delight. Here I'm answering this question for you. But my take on it would be, anybody who's been doing comedy for a, a while, just you get sort of, I don't know, stuff's got to be really kind of Unique to be very funny. Not to say that Superhero is not unique or that or that if he heard it, he wouldn't like it. But the dude's been around the block.
0: Yeah, I can't speak for him. He's a strange
1: guy. (laughs) Full stop. This one is titled Let Matt Read One.
2: (laughs) In your face, Mark.
1: But then would you like to read this one? Sure.
0: I mean, it seems like that was the has to happen. This is
1: from Matthew pass you the lappy
0: dear matt mark has been trying to kill you <laughs> no. hey shrimps please let matt read a sailbag mission mark gets to read them all and matt is clearly too nice to say anything about it i have no problem with this.
1: i have the email address i'm so i don't, so, don't
0: want to read them um but matt's have each other's backs let matt read one thanks my bugs matt from ct p.s mark Here's some sweet mascot action from my high school alma mater. It's a hyperlink. When I was a student there in the late 90s, I led the effort to get this Viking mascot costume purchased. What if this? the reason I don't read is we found out
1: I can't read? It might be that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Effort to get this Viking mascot costume purchased and ran a contest to name him. It was part of an elaborate plan to get on the field and assist him in slingshotting T-shirts at people in the stands. Not to them, at them. Glory days. They'll pass you by glory days. Matthew Gianquinto. That's a great last name.
1: Um, Matthew Gianquinto. Let Matt read one. Look, you did it, Matt. How did it feel?
0: (laughs) I'm ready to let you have it back. I Um, feel exhausted.
1: While we're sitting here, I just got a text from the Los Angeles County Registrar that my vote has been received and will be counted. How do you do that? How do I do what? How do you get that confirmation? I use something that I I am dubious of, but also I feel like I've researched in it. Russian
0: vote check close
1: Ballot tracks oh, that's for right. the next. Oh yeah,
0: He said that. That's Ballot
1: right. Ballot tracks and I think it's net. <laughs> Nothing about it feels the, great.
0: Thing, the reason I feel like it's probably right is because by the time a civic institution or whoever good well-meaning person did this russians had taken all the legitimate names
1: yeah yeah or just steve from costa mesa was like i'm gonna jump on i'm gonna i'm gonna sit on all these domain names
0: ballot track ck
1: ballot tracker yeah matt tracker talent brack oh man it always comes back to mask but i feel like we should stop reading for one second and say if you haven't voted and you need to vote If you're a United States citizen, I don't see the point. Well, you're doing it. We want to do a counterpoint on that? Yeah, point counterpoint. Okay. I think you should vote because it's democracy in action. It's one of the only ways that you can make your voice heard. You know, it's representative government, it's the only way that it continues on. So I would encourage you to go and vote. I know who I voted for, and I would gladly tell you privately, but I'm not going to do that on this podcast. I'm just going to tell you go out and vote, do some research, vote for local candidates too.
0: I don't think you should vote because has anyone ever voted for you? If someone's ever voted for you for something, vote. Also, it wastes paper. And I voted for Trump.
1: I know people have voted for you. For what? You won a toilet flushing sound effects <laughs> contest, and they had to have voted for that.
0: Well, it was ju- it was judges. Per- I don't think judges vote; they decide.
1: Okay, you never ran for student yeah, council. I was I was uh,
0: vice president. My Freshman. Year. Okay.
1: And were you ever to travel? Were you a travel? <laughs> were you ever able to travel with the class president or did they have to keep you separate? Like it's separate wings of the school. Uh,
0: yeah. We had to see separate bunkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely.
1: And then was there ever like a designated survivor moment where sort of the class comptroller had to stay home during the big prom? I, function? Ki-
0: I killed the freshman class president. You did? Yeah.
1: And then did you become president? No, because
0: they figured it out. Okay. And I was in juvenile hall.
1: Did you have to go to high school jail? Yeah.
0: Fred C. Nellis School for Fellas. I was publicity in senior year of high school, publicity chair on ASB.
1: Oh, Matt, this one's right up your alley. Go ahead and vote. I think you should vote, Mm. no matter what Matt says. Go
0: ahead and vote, but (laughs) but voting day is November
1: 4th. No, it's not. It's the 3rd of December
0: try to remember. Toby wants to know. You know that. You know I'm a big voter. I love it. I know. Politics is like your sports. This is all we're doing. Hardcore jokes. Yeah. These are an adult, hardcore, in-the-know kind of comedy jokes that if you don't get it, then you're not listening to the right podcast. Yeah.
1: This is the stuff of George Carlin, of Richard Pryor, of Carlos Mencia.
0: <laughs> Marlos Cancia.
1: Hey Matt and Mark, thanks for the many hours of goofs over the years. I started listening to Pistol Shrimps Radio in the early days and it helped introduce me to so many other wonderful podcasts. Matt, I'm about to start building 200 linear feet of bookshelves and was wondering about your thoughts on joinery. Pocket hole jig, Hocket joel pig, biscuit <laughs> joint, join, jisket boin, or should I just go screw? Wait, 200
0: linear feet, does that... Is that the amount of boards you're using to make a bookcase, or you're literally making 200 linear feet of bookcases?
1: You're the wood man. I don't know what this means. 200 like, linear feet? I'm assuming he means board. Linear like feet of how wood. Much that's how much wood. lumber is being used yeah. to make a single bookshelf for one book.
0: <laughs> that's what I should do.
1: You should build individual bookshelves for one book yeah. and just have hundreds of them for all of your books. Every time you get a book, you have to build a new miniature bookshelf.
0: Or it's floor to ceiling, but it's only wide enough for one book on each shelf.
1: Are you custom measuring, you know, if you have a big, thick thesaurus? Or you, you send have a me what little... four
0: books you want in this shelf. Oh, it's a four book? Well, it has four shelves. But, but each it's, book... it's about
1: like three inches wide. Okay. But I'm saying if I got a real slim paperback, like I got more Halloween Mad Libs. Yeah which is probably eight pages. Yeah. And then I also got Moby Dick. Yeah. You would do a custom width on the bookshelf?
0: I'd saw down Moby Dick. The book? Yeah.
1: You'd actually cut the book down to the and the whale. book size. <laughs> all
0: right. Well, listen, I think your joinery question all depends on what you're going for here. If, if this is just kind of like rustic, what kind of wood are you using? And I don't purport to be an expert here, but. If it is just kind of like this is a utilitarian shelf to put a 200 linear feet of four-shelf books on, just screw them. Go screw. Go screw. But if you're building a real heirloom piece or like a built-in or something for a nice place, then you might want to consider some joinery.
1: Well, I'm— I have terminal disease, and I'm not going to be on this planet much longer, Jimmy, but I did want to leave you this 200-foot linear bookshelf <laughs> that I biscuit-joined by myself, and I hope that that's enough to get you started on whatever venture you've got.
2: My venture is 201 linear feet of bookshelves, so you got me most of the way there. By the way, I'm just as old and just as terminal.
1: So why did I leave you my handmade bookshelf in my will? I didn't want it to go into probate. I left you one in my won't. Shorts. Longs.
0: Yeah! Um, but otherwise you might want to look into some dovetail joints. I think those work well for shelves. I hate... You know what I hate? I've never been able to do Biscuit or dowel joints well.
1: Maybe you should try that in the next year of not being able to go anywhere. That's ahead of us. I'm going to use a lot of butter. Look, this guy says, I was thrilled to see a new episode. Thanks, guys. You've gotten me through tough times and listening. He does not want his name read.
0: So. By the way, do you feel like with all this, it's so nice to see an episode during quarantine? I feel horrible that we haven't done one for how many months
1: now? Yeah, well, look, time's a flat circle, man. Yeah. Um listening to you chat about not much at all. Gives me a warm at home feeling. I don't get anywhere else real quick. If the mid-century a frame in Ozark is anything like the one I lived in, there's no room for lighting in that loft. You get seven feet at the apex and four <laughs> feet near the walls. Remember that Matt, you were really bothered by why I they weren't s- up in the top of that a frame. I still am. I could see lighting. Just you, the practical lighting of te- making television would be an, an issue.
0: Yeah. I know, but they still. But then they eventually did go up there, right? I think.
1: Also, they're parkways because they used to go through or to get to parks. And then he recommends a book about Robert Moses, who designed a bunch of New York City and made a lot of parkways. Oh,
0: that's uh, I know that book.
1: Power broker. Yeah.
0: Why does this guy not want to be known?
1: He said, "Please don't read my name out. I'm weird about being anonymous online, and I will respect that."
0: Oh, I understand that.
1: And his name is Ridge Calabas.
0: And his name is Joseph Biden Jr. <laughs> Can you tell me his name? I just want to know the secret.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. Okay. Dan Bilbitch.
0: <laughs> Ragumo Talates.
1: Hello, Mark and Matt. Have oh, I talked God. about
0: how Rolo Tumasi, which is a character from... Um, L.A. Confidential, uh-huh. I must have spent so many sleepless nights going, that's got to be an anagram.
1: And then what'd you come up with? Nothing. Yeah, I watch, even sneakers. Put it in... watch Sneakers. They do anagrams in that movie. I know,
0: but they don't in L.A. Confidential, that's for sure, because I even ran it into an anagram finder, and I got nothing. But you're telling me you're not, you're, you're naming a character, Rollo Tumasi, and you're not me? Yeah. And it's not an anagram? How did
1: you not write that? Yeah, Rollo. I got to
0: meet that author.
1: That Hopper? What? The author. Oh, the author. Well, I thought you said I got to meet that Hopper.
0: We're two of a kind. This is we from move a different Dan.
1: As one. Matt, today is Mother's Day. Ay. Sorry, we didn't get to this. Uh-oh. As my wife sleeps, I am cleaning the house and listening to the Bail Mag. She's a <laughs> she's a registered nurse working nights at the hospital here in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So oh, she's no. a hero and a damn good mom. And perfect other than the fact that she hates improv comedy and your podcasts. (laughs) She is perfect. That being said, she's a good sport. And on the rare occasion I listen without headphones, she lets it go without a word. So I'm hoping you might spend 30 seconds about talking these things, talking about any of these things that she enjoys. Milwaukee sports.
0: Um, The Brewers took on the Twins. And they met the Bucks.
1: Dan, for real, if your wife likes Milwaukee sports, I got the thing for you. I talked to former Milwaukee resident Dave Tooney. He's a comedy actor on my podcast, Mascots. We talked for over an hour about Bango the Buck, Bernie (laughs) Brewer, the sausage races. The Pim's Cup kid. Matt, this might actually resonate with you. The Brewers used to play at County Stadium. Then they built a new ballpark called Miller Park, Miller Brewing. The, the heart and soul of Milwaukee is beer. Yeah. And then this year, the naming rights lapsed, and now that place is called the American Family Insurance Ballpark. Jesus And the team Christ. is the brewers who brew beer. You can't do it. You can't change the name of that ballpark to something that isn't beer.
0: Because beer has so often undone American families. Yeah. Can I ask you a sports question? You
1: got beer insurance? Oh, yeah. So go ahead. Ask me, a, go, ask me a sports question. What's
0: a junior say,
1: Oh, he was a great player. It was his name.
0: Okay, but I, why have I just been saying that in my head for the past three days?
1: I don't know. When was he and what did he? He was a linebacker. He played mostly for the San Diego Chargers. and then Oh, with played. Dan Fouts? Yeah. But later? He's tragic, man. He was really, really good. And then Conventional wisdom is that he probably had CTE, which is a concussion based brain disorder that starts to cause like violent tendencies and very nasty brain stuff. Yeah. And he, I believe, killed himself. And I believe he shot himself. He he like didn't damage his brain because he wanted scientists to look at. Wait, was he
0: the guy that the Netflix special was about?
1: There's a couple of people that have done this.
0: What's the guy on the Netflix show?
1: Which Netflix show? The
0: one that you watched on the airplane, then later I watched.
1: I don't remember. The
0: the, uh, Uh, coming home, Uh, uh, Mark. I told
2: you. Oh, a different voice. Hi, I'm Option Number Four.
0: (laughs) You watched a show. You coming home from Super Ego, like on the East Coast? Oh, Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, that's okay. They
1: also think he probably had CT. Yeah. There's a wrestler, Chris Benoit, who used to do these like high diving pro wrestling things that involved him like flying headbutts, Oh. and he killed his whole family and himself like it's brutal
0: i'm glad i brought it it, up
1: yeah well junior seo we miss you and i'm sorry this happened to you and yours
0: and and senior here that felt nice
1: also um happy mother's day to dan's (laughs) wife so did we get her well there's there's more (laughs) topics (laughs) Thirty seconds on the Real Housewives. We House even Wives. ruined that. Oh, Denise
0: Richards is on there. And, is she? And Kyle Richards, two women from a genres of movies that I love.
1: What genres?
0: James Bond. Okay. And a Halloween. Got it. Horror and spy.
1: I've not. I don't think I've seen more than a minute of a Real Housewives show.
0: Amanda's crazy for him. Yeah. And that so, does
1: not. That's not on my radar. I know that it exists. I wouldn't yeah. know what it's like. Yeah. Kelsey Grammer's wife was on it? I don't know. That might be true. Okay. Amanda
0: made us drive to one of the houses in Pasadena to look at it.
1: How about patio furniture?
0: She's on there.
1: No, no, no. That's the next topic for this month. Oh, okay. Patio furniture. Okay. It's great. Oh. We're sitting wh- in it right now.
0: That's right. We're we're sitting on a kind of like um, rattan wicker things and-
1: if you live where I do, you got to cover up your patio furniture because it too. gets real Look, dusty and nasty. And there's well, with no the
0: fires, yeah, we had fires, to cover and I up. live
1: by a freeway.
0: Ours gets, yeah, we have to too. In fact, it's almost that time of year. we were trying to hold out, but it's getting kind of the leaves. Also, the- I
1: got to get you. I got to get your opinion on this. We got a big, huge, like ten or twelve foot teak table. Yeah, and it's looking real rough.
0: You gotta sand it and oil it, man.
1: Sand it and oil it. That's and what even I even though
0: sanding isn't that important, it's the oiling. We got teak oil if you need to borrow oh, some. Because every year, at when we open summer, summer uh-huh. opening season, we have to oil these, the deck or, or the deck the furniture, we, the deck and the furniture.
1: Our furniture never looked like this, man. That's because we oiled them. You have a beautiful, vibrant brown color. My teak table is just a gray funeral pyre.
0: No, well, some people like, you know, that's ours was a distressed. When we bought it. Okay. It was like a distressed Well, then look. you're never going to get it back to that. No, I don't want it back to that. But it wouldn't But it also looks it. sad. Yeah. And then that's, if it's distressed, it's probably pretty dry, so you could sand it down and then give it an oil.
1: I did hit it with a power washer, and it took off a layer of something. Yeah. And that was not advisable, so now i got to do the whole thing, probably. Anyway, yeah, that's teaks, patio furniture. It's pretty resilient. Problem Finally, is, Jim, Wait, wait. We're not
0: done. Problem is- Sometimes you're buying teak and they'll tell you it's teak, but it's acacia or eucalyptus or cypress. Don't buy it. It'll last you a year, and it's always going to be at cost plus or Pier 1 Imports. Teak is more expensive, but you will pay less over time.
1: We went to a place that just sells teak. They don't sell any. Teak anything. Warehouse? That's it.
0: That's where we got those. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Teak Warehouse. Send and us they're weird in ship. their own right. Oh, they were the weirdest. Yeah, they're real weird. It was hard to get them to sell us some things. Yeah. <laughs> Like they did not want to sell us a thing
0: they're real scary because it's not cheap because you're you're like these are long-term investments yes but when they deliver them they're real serious about you need to look this over and if if, <laughs> if this is not perfect you have to say so because you will never see us again
1: yeah that's correct yeah yeah final topic for this nurse on Mother's Day may 8th no may 10th gin and tonics oh love it they're delicious. Now,
0: I prefer like, to, talk, to talk about them like they're attorneys general.
1: Uh, let's have some tonic. gins and tonic. Yeah, emphasis on the gin for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, I've often said my favorite gin and tonic, <laughs> now I'm mixing it up with a town line s- not song, not say it. gin atomic. Uh, don't it... you mean gin's
1: atomic? <laughs> is good gin shitty tonic. <laughs> oh, I- I don't like those artisanal tonics. No, in fact, for me- my lovely wife pointed this out. Regular tonic water, tons of sugar.
0: Yeah, that's so why I, get a I, I diet haven't tonic. had tonic. Oh, but that's of all the diet drinks, diet
1: tonic is one of the worst. Well, if you put enough gin in there, you won't even that's know. That's true. And then but you squeeze I, I a fresh had lime in there?
0: Gins and tonics since I've been off sugar. Yeah. I miss it. Yeah, I put lots of lime juice
1: in there. Yeah, a lot. But
0: I I like botanist gin.
1: Botanist. I'll drink the I'll drink tangerey I'll drink Ryan Reynolds' gin. I don't care. Does he really have a gin? Aviator gin. Aviation gin. Anyway, yeah. Ryan Reynolds, send us some gin. Yeah. Come on the show, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, and Reynolds Ryan. You think he ever does a Reynolds rap?
0: Like an actual hip-hop song?
1: No, like he, in like he covers his food. No. While doing hip-hop.
0: No, I know for a fact
1: he doesn't. This guy, Will, says... Keep on shrimping in the free world. I feel like we definitely already read this.
0: <laughs> Lay it on me. I'm sure I'll remember.
1: Quick, let me just see this thing. Okay, So he wrote us in April, and then he re- he wrote back. Quick follow-up. My friend put out a call for various art and writing in order to produce a quarantine zine, a quarantine zine of our local artists. I decided to write as much shrimp-inspired Bible verses as I could in the few days I had. This is a huge, it looks like an old religious text, and it's just a bunch of scripture. From that This that he just made it up? He made him. This uh. is a big old bucket of biblical shit-em-ups, <laughs> and it's all one sentence. Oh, my God. That's a enormous. Yeah, coffee table books depicting the national parks and their many geysers is just a little excerpt from this. Enormous. <laughs> Wow. Piece of art. That's from Will. This is from Shelby. Mmm, Shelby. Hello, from your New York City Thanksgiving pals. Wait. Why do you
0: say mmm, Shelby?
1: Because Shelby let me go to her office and watch the Macy's Thanksgiving parade one year. Oh, wow. And it was really a lovely thing. And then I reached out the last time I was in New York, and she said, our office has moved. We're no longer there. And then I was sad. But I did get to see the parade anyway. We moved... To Queens, from Queens to the New Jersey suburbs. Your voices have brought you joy as we navigate isolation. Tell Kubich our son also appears to be working on an impression of him. <laughs> my questions are often answered with a yash or a notch. Yach, notch. I think he'll be up to full sentences by the time this is over. Thanks for hours of laughter. Stay safe. Go screw. That's from Shelby.
2: Every time someone answer in the affirmative, I get a yach notch in my belch.
1: This is a quick one from David. Matt, does your driver's license say still say Matthew James Duke Goerly? Yes. Does it? Yeah.
0: You put it on there as a little joke in high school, and it's still because it was so difficult to get off. I I can't remember why. I haven't. And tried it was also
1: to... difficult to change your name on your driver's license. Hello.
0: Just to get turned on, I got to go to the DMV. <laughs> but I was trying to get. What was? Oh, we were like. Refinancing and messing with the deed or something, and
1: uh, see, it, it was, came back to haunt you. Yeah,
0: it comes back to haunt me more than I. But but did I tell the story that it was a stupid joke I did in high school? Where we had nicknames. And my yeah. nickname was Duke, but then later come to find that my grandpa's nickname was Duke, and so it was kind of nice. You to feel have. all right about yeah, it? Yeah, I didn't even know that. And I, I
1: I don't have anything like that, but my my wife went by Christie in high school for like a few years. And when she first started working for Disneyland, she oh. was Chris, people knew her as Christy. So I, if I meet old friends of hers yeah. and they drop a Christie on her, I know like, Oh, you're from this era of her life. Right. But she will sometimes get mail that is addressed to Christy Rogers. Oh. And it's so weird. And she's just like, I guess that's probably from when I worked. Cause she probably was putting her, putting that in. Yeah paperwork of some kind that then someone is referencing but years later
0: that's um, that happened to amanda because she used to go by a different identity for a while she was the btk killer Mm -hmm. and uh so sometimes people will stop her on the street
1: will you ever get like a like a uline catalog for the btk killer
0: yeah and those things are heavy
1: yeah just like random pieces of mail yeah
0: and what's worrisome is that the uline thing has a lot of like Tools that you can use for binding, torturing,
1: and killing. I don't, I don't see the connection.
0: Wait, is it ATM machine like BTK killer? Is that also the same problem? Yeah,
1: he's the bind, torture, kill killer. <laughs> this is for Anne Marie. I was excited to see a new episode in the Shrimps feed lately for a delightful distraction from the ridiculous state of everything these days. Would you be uh, so kind as to give a shout out to my husband Caleb, for that matter? How about a shout out to our cats, Ripley, Liesel. Thorsten, and Matilda. I don't think the cats really care about podcasts, but we can't leave them out of the Pistol Shrimps fun. Well, Caleb, Ripley, Liesel Thorsten, and Matilda, I'm glad all of you have tails. All of you like (laughs) bowls of milk. All of you like to poop in a box full of sand and gravel.
0: What are the cats' names again? Ripley from Alien. Liesl. From Sound of Music. Thorsten. I don't know what that would be. With an O?
1: Yeah, like... Norse god Thor and then S-T-E-N hmm. oh it's probably they probably got this cat on Thor's 10th birthday yeah Thor's 10
0: yeah Thor's 10
1: and then Matilda from The Professional I guess
0: will you write back in and let us know what Thorsten's from yeah and we'll answer it in 2028
1: take care remember when life gives you lemons and ruffles your feathers make sure you put up your dukes turn that frown upside down and tell yourself A for effort B for beffort. <laughs> Anne-Marie. then she sent me a picture of Madison, Wisconsin. Just that state street where normally many students will walk and go to Insomnia Cookies or Cold Stone Creamery or any of any mm. number of bars and shops. And it is, there's one guy on the street oh. back in May. Ooh. Wow. Anyway, you ready for another one? Yeah. This is from Charles. Hey, my boogies. Thanks for the mailbag shows. I'm about to tell you probably the best idea I've ever had in my life. Whoa. The Star Wars Extended Universe buddy cop show Mando and Lando would be can't miss appointment TV. Mando's the straight-laced one. He plays it by the book, and he has a new wife at home. Meanwhile, Lando, let's just say Lando plays by his own rules. (laughs) He's single, so you're just as likely to find him out on the town as taking out perps. Admiral Ackbar is the chief, always chomping a cigar (laughs) and keeping a giant fish eye on things. He put them together, hoping that Mando would put the reins on Lando, but now he's regretting it. Mando, Lando, get in my office. You two womp rats blew up half the sector last night. I've got the regional governor breathing down my neck, and I do not need this right now. Another stunt like that, and I'll have your asses pushing paper till you retire.
0: Hey, that was too much. I guess you heard about my little maneuver at the Battle of Tenab.
1: I'll try to keep him under control. What's
0: this little Yoda baby?
1: <laughs> Before you say anything, I know they technically don't overlap in the canonical timeline, but who on God's green fucking leaves sure cares? Thank you, Charles. They
0: do overlap. They haven't shared any movies.
1: Do they, they overlap? Yeah, because Mandal- figured out Star Wars calculator.
0: Mandalorian takes place right after Jedi, right? Or not long after, because the Empire fallen.
1: I don't have a good answer for this. I, I do. That's it. That is it? Yeah. It's between Jedi and...
0: It's post-Jedi, and Lando, as we know, he comes back around in Rise of Skywalker, so he's doing something for all those years.
1: Yeah, probably buddy-copping it up with the Mandalorian. Does Admiral I... Ackbar fit in there, though? Doesn't he get it in Return of the Jedi? No,
0: he dies in um, Last Jedi very unceremoniously
1: register the disdain in my voice
0: um oh no they're doing a tybana gas heist down at Sullust five
1: i'd watch that show i guess at this point who cares this is from s john swanson have you ever considered releasing a super eagle vinyl lp I've been collecting records since the 70s and would love to add a Super Ego album to my comedy section right between the Smothers Brothers and Robin Williams. I already have the Flexi Disc, but I can't help thinking that back in the day Super Ego albums would have been just as popular as Firesign or Monty Python records. Thanks, Steve. He's a true fan who hates basketball but loves clueless (laughs) play-by-play.
0: We looked into it once, but it was prohibitively expensive.
1: Especially for what we had done. And also it felt like would we do like a greatest hits? I guess, because I don't know that a Super Ego episode We'd do of its just own,
0: Chocolate Crew.
1: It would just be episode two nine on vinyl. <laughs> I can't see that. I could see doing the best of sketches.
0: We could do that, and we could open it up to a survey of what do you want to include.
1: But anyway, look, yeah, I mean, it's just too without the guarantee of selling them. We'd almost have to pre-sell them. Yeah. I don't know. That's the part I'm not good at.
0: I know. We're not... We're Have we mentioned we're not productive <laughs> right now? Super Ego's definitely in a dormant phase.
1: Yeah. Not gone, just... Never gone. Hard to do it right now. Yeah. Okay, everyone? This guy wants to know things about later, lesser, and lamer. I want to thank you for the laughs. It means a lot to have... Uh, my brain occupied by hours of silliness. I can't believe I'm writing this sentence, but I got around to listening to Robert Plant's 29 Palms, and I love it. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) If Matt has the time and interest, maybe he could make and share a later, lesser, lamer playlist. I'm also on board for the mystery Patreon project that you mentioned back in December. I've been loving mascots and bananas for Bonanza, but I miss that special absurd magic you two have together. Thanks for what you do. Hope your families are doing well given the circumstances. Cheers, Adam.
0: I do too, and... Our future project is highly contingent on there not being a pandemic.
1: Our future project is also highly contagious. Yeah.
0: Although I was thinking that whenever the time is that we can get back in there, our project itself could kind of be, whenever it's safe, not in a kind of like Trump way, but a rallying of like it's the vaccines here or whatever. It's time to get back and support your local, let's just say businesses.
1: Yes. No, I I think, yeah, I think there is a good... There's a good side to that, The thing we should do is be ready the minute we can start doing it. Yeah. So that we can do it, and I don't see that happening.
0: We're not even to the point where we can get ready yet. We're not even to
1: the point where we do this on a regular basis.
0: We haven't even gotten ready to get ready.
1: I'm not wearing clothes. I'm only wearing clothes. So, this is from Marty. Marty! 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 Hey, Bugs. Hope the quarantine's going well. Your show brought my friend and I closer as we laugh about spoonerisms and call each other "ma boogie. Well, isn't that sweet? That is nice. Your humor keeps people moving in tough times, so I'm happy to see y'all keeping up, whether it be this or another show. Mark, I recently listened to Mascots and thoroughly enjoyed it. If you ever need any mascot help, I was a mascot in high school, college, and professionally for a triple-A minor league baseball team. Ooh. I know the game pretty well. From lifelike costumes to shells to blow-ups. What's a... Oh, like an Inflatable a, costumes. Oh, yeah. Those are fun. I bought wow. one of those for my wife's birthday. I dressed I, up like an octopus. I saw it. You're
0: Her octopus teacher. It was fun.
1: Yeah. You should watch that octopus teacher if you haven't watched I, it. I already did. It's great. I'm talking to the listener, Matt. Oh. I'm looking at you, but I'm talking...
0: Okay, you really shamed me. I've also listened to the fresh air about it, so I've probably done more on it than you have. <laughs> did you
1: dress up like an octopus? That's all I did. Matt, your H.R. Giger impression and able to rattle off random phrases almost like verbal diarrhea has been an inspiration in the oddest way. I guess it's to show that I can always speak my mind, even if it's just a bunch of gobbledygook. Now, go screw, and that's from Marty. Funny. (laughs) Funny
2: you should mention verbal diarrhea because that is literally what I have. It comes out and says, I've been sick. Do I look green to you? (laughs) Oh, no. I'm basically all soupy. Sales. The comedian with diarrhea.
1: I feel like soupy sales probably has a tight 10 on diarrhea.
0: Soupy sales or salad returns. I guess. Salady returns.
1: Salady I'm getting some salady returns here. Hi,
0: I'm sit down depressing talker. Salady returns.
1: <laughs> depressing talker. <laughs>
0: Sometimes I just gotta be expedient. I can't think of what it
1: <laughs> This name is very familiar to me, Matt. John Arminio.
0: Yeah, he's he's uh He's written been before a listener I think to Superego, too. I know He that wrote a letter. Well. He's
1: written emails. He wanted to extend further thanks for doing this during these stressful-as-heck times. You're both an inspiration. I was recently honored to be a guest on the Pink Smoke podcast to discuss James Bond in the 60s. Smink poke. We plan on going through all the Bond films decade by decade. In the future, it was an absolute joy and privilege to do so, but I never would have had the language or confidence if it wasn't for Mr. Gorley's podcasting adventures, particularly James Bonding. Always been a Bond fan, but the Matt Scorley and Myra took, for example, in the shape, in the shade of tan, in a Roger Moore suit, or the cheesiness of one line, truly increased my love for the franchise and gave me a framework for how to communicate that love. That sounds, Does that make sense? Yeah. Did I read that sentence correctly?
0: I'm probably gonna watch a James Bond movie today because our internet's out and I can't stream anything.
1: Yeah that that is a, that's a real kick in the dic kick.
0: <laughs> that's like VTK killer. <laughs>
1: kick in the dick kick. <laughs> Pistol Shrimp's radio is even broader benefit for me and how I would want my own posta- podcasting persona to come. Most days I'm often rather cynical, taking a gloom-tinted view of the world. Easy to do these days, Too I tell you blinded. what. But the way in which you are able to elicit laughter just conversing with each other, with each other about Spoonerisms, Mall Kids, or whether or not Downeaster Alexa is the greatest song of the 20th century lifts my spirits and inspires me. Uh I've been a guest on numerous podcasts. I always try to keep in mind the sheer fun that you two have together and how that how that makes the experience such a joy for the listener. Whether I'm talking about weird cult horror movies, Ing- Ingmar Bergman or James Bond. Matt, Mark, thanks for everything you do. Cruising through Block Island Sound, John Arminio. Which Bond villain has the best name to spoonerize? I'm a fan of Dugo Hacks uh, or Doe.
0: Dugo Hacks was the first thing that came to my mind. Uh Noctur Doe's pretty good. Hold on.
1: Saul Rilva. Zach's moron. <laughs> That's the one. Hey, dudes. Big fan of Super Ego. This is from Paul Rice. Rob Raul Raúl Pice. From the episodes I've heard somehow, uh, he's a Super Ego fan, but he got into Pistol Shrimp's radio, and he's loving it. From the episodes I've heard, somehow you guys are absolutely baffled by the idea that anyone enjoys the show at all. I wonder if the big ingredients are your chemistry, self-depreciation, and some absolutely bananas, stream of consciousness, fugue state word jazz. Maybe I'm
0: self-depreciation. Do you mean self-deprecation?
1: That's what that's what it says. I read depreciation and it's deprecation.
0: I love that we've (laughs) self-depreciated. When I started this podcast, I was worth a cool million six.
1: Isn't that just what aging is? Yeah, I think Self-depreciation. so. Self-depreciation? <laughs> oh, my hips aren't as strong as they used to be. Sell now. I got a pain down here. You are not for all markets. If you died right now and the show had to go on, who else from the comedy world would you choose to replace each of you? Love you. Oh, like Are we going for what we kind of are or to is bring it, something new? I have another question. Is it Pistol Shrimps Radio with Matt Gourley and I died and you have to come up with a replacement and vice versa. Is it Pistol Shrimps Radio with Mark McConville and Matt's replacement? I think all or we can we do. Or did we both die in a bizarre podcasting accident? Today. And then we have to have someone take it over. I
0: think we all we can do is replace ourselves and then.
1: I have to choose my own yeah. adventure. Mm-hmm. I have to choose my own successor. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Well, you have to. I have to? Yeah. Or what?
0: You're going to die in a podcasting accident, and then you'll have no one to replace you.
1: Okay, so I need to pick someone to replace me. Yeah. I guess I'll pick my four-year-old nephew.
0: And I choose George
1: Clooney. (laughs) Bob writes, today's May 14th. (laughs) I'm getting so much joy about how long it took to get. Like, I don't think this question is going to be relevant anymore at all. I'm a seventh grade teacher in Virginia. I've had to alter everything to teach my students from home while ensuring that my own children are learning as well. We are uncertain as to what school will look like in the fall for the next school year. But there's one question that I have been mulling over for quite some time. What's Dabney Coleman's greatest role? For me, it's a tough call between his cameo in Muppets Take Manhattan, Fighting Animal, the porno magazine publisher in Dragnet, or Jack Flack in Cloak and Dagger. Duh. What do you guys think? Keep up the podcasts. That's from Bob. Bob, I don't know what school looks like either,
0: but you should, Bob knows by now. You, yeah, you fall. probably
1: do know by now.
0: I hope you're doing okay.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna go with something off menu. Matt. Jack
0: Jack Flack is tough to beat, but his nine to five role is like that's where he's pinnacle dabney asshole. I mean, he's so good in nine to five. But
1: I haven't seen enough of his stuff to say it with great confidence that that is that is his best but
0: he's also good in is it modern problems then there's also um short time he's also about short time
1: i have not seen do you know about it the
0: concept he gets diagnosed with a terminal disease so he's only got like a short 24 hours to kill himself to look like an accident so his family gets the insurance
1: oh yeah He's really, really good. Oh, he's the best. He's really good in Boardwalk Empire.
0: Yeah, I said I watched three or four episodes, didn't even realize that was him, and I pride myself on my perfect Dabney Coldar.
1: <laughs> you got great wig Dar. Yeah. You got great Dabney Coldar. Yeah. Any other Dar's I need to know about? Dar. Darwin Dar?
0: Dar Williams, the singer. I can always tell when she's who she is.
1: That's a deep cut, right? And
0: there. Dar Robinson, the stuntman.
1: All right, I think we got maybe two more of these. And okay, then...
0: that sounds good, but I do want to say I think I got to go with Nine to Five, Dabney Coleman.
1: I would too, Frank. Frank. I think I don't remember his name. Oh, go ahead and to. watch Nine to Five. It's God, fun. One
0: of my all-time favorite movies. She... It's on my Letterboxed profile as one of my favorites.
1: Does she? Does she tie him up with a garage door opener in the house? And a hang gliding sling. So good. Yeah. This is from Alex. Matt and Mark, one of my favorite moments was when you guys called the National Spelling Bee. Yeah. I wanted to write in with my own story of competing in the Canadian National Spelling Bee in 2006. I was in eighth grade and always a good speller. I was never serious about being competitive. I won my school spelling bee and qualified for the Quebec Regionals. I did a few study sessions with my teacher, but she, my mom, and I all agreed this would just be for fun, and I wasn't <laughs> going to study the dictionary or anything. The day came and the bee was held at a hotel in Montreal with the 50 top 6th to 8th grade spelling minds in Quebec, and the tension was palpable. Some kids were doing flashcards, others were visibly terrified, probably, of their looming parents. I remember trying to make friends, and I only met one kid named Wolfgang, <laughs> otherwise just hung out with my mom and teacher. Did like you expect cool to
0: meet more kids named Wolfgang.
1: I think he was just like, there's going to be so many Wolfgangs here today. Yeah. And then was blown away that there was just the one. I can't believe it. I ended up being the 26th speller left and lost to the word turbulence, which I spelled T-U-R-B-U-L-A-N-C-E. I remember thinking, oh, well, that was fun, and ushered into a lounge area with a spread that was like an eighth grader's dream with every type of candy and cake and treat you can imagine. All I can remember from this room was being the only kid who went for the snacks while every other kid in the room was either crying or being berated by their parents. Oh, jeez. I remember a few of the kids looking at my... Je- at my. I remember a few of the kids looking at my jealousy, looking at me jealously, when my mom came in and said, great job, and gave me a big hug. No exaggeration. The competitive tension at the Spelling Bee was thicker than any I've ever experienced, and Spelling Bee parents are a very real thing. Anyway, that's my fear and loathing at the Canadian Spelling Bee story. Love the podcast, Alex from Montreal, I've never spelled turbulence wrong since. <laughs> That's a good story. Are they? I don't know if they did the spelling bee this year. Didn't they do it? Could they do it virtually, virtually
0: somehow? I don't something? know how you would verify. I forget. It. Yeah, I can't remember either. Seems
1: pretty easy to just have someone holding up a flashcard behind your Zoom meeting that has the word spelled correctly.
0: We should check in with our old friend Corey Loeffler.
1: Just got married. I did? She did. Oh. Congratulations. This is from Jiang Ming. I have a proposal for you. Please get back to me. Should we write this guy back? Yeah. Okay, what do you want to say? Hi. I just deleted the message. Hi, hi, Jiang.
0: I'm currently married, but if this proposal is serious, I am willing to go get out of my marriage.
1: Hi, Jiang. I am currently married. What do you want to say? Sorry. But if this
0: proposal is indeed Sober and serious, I am willing to go get out of my marriage. Signed, baby.
1: Willing to get
0: out. Go get out of my marriage.
1: To go get out? Yeah. Get out of my
0: marriage. Signed, baby.
1: Signed, B A
0: B Y. P S. What's your favorite mask mask? And did you think Yellow Dancer was a girl or a boy in Robotech, the new generation?
1: Okay. And did you think Yellow Dancer Uh was a boy or a girl in Robotech?
0: The new generation.
1: Is that Robotech colon the new generation is
0: it what Star Trek the next or new generation
1: next generation yeah the
0: Robotech the new generation yeah Genesis Climber Mospeda I mean if we're talking the, the original series
1: okay I'll send this okay and we'll see if we get back
0: okay get back. if you are li- you're probably listening Jang because you wouldn't have sent this in you wouldn't have even known yeah I don't know so, how you would have known so please get back to us I- I'm
1: very curious about what the proposal is yeah and I don't even know if it's legal to marry a podcast yeah, but we but If you have a proposal like Yeah, uh, we're, we're we're listening. Yeah, and we're listening.
0: Uh-huh. So bad we can't sit up sometimes.
1: How long we been going on this thing, Maddie?
0: Pretty long. We should probably want to do one more for the road.
1: I mean, this one's about masks, so Oh, that sounds good. You want to end on I Always ma- end on ma- mask. Mask? It's a no, long no, email, but lies, Travis has no really done some work here. Story. First-time emailer, long-time appreciator of both your guys' combined works. I've been hit with a moral quandary that maybe, that perhaps may be better addressed with the Matt sitting in with Amanda and Maria on the big ones.
0: Wait, say that again?
1: I've been hit with a moral quandary that would be better addressed with Matt sitting in with Amanda and Maria on the big ones. I feel like they, may, they might not have the same appreciation with the subject matter as Matt would. So this is like a big ones. Okay, but a mask big ones? Yeah, I guess. What to do- Oh, if- this, I'm scanning it, and it looks real good.
0: Sophie's choice between Scott and T-Bob?
1: <laughs> Matt, you've been one of the only people in my life who I've encountered who actively remembered and adored the Mask series cartoons and toys from days gone by. Well, well, what the fuck too. am I, chopped <laughs> liver? <did> <laughs> I also liked them, Travis, and I owned several of them. Uh-huh. I liked Max Mayhem more than Cobra Commander.
0: Well, is Max Mayhem his brother-
1: Miles, Miles mayhem.
0: mayhem. Oh, see this is why he knew. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> Max Mayhem sounds better. <laughs> but he does have a brother. What's his mayhem? what's his brother's is name? Is he a twin?
0: He had like a yeah, another a brother It might have been Max Max Mayhem.
1: Speaking of Dabney Coleman, that's who should have played Miles Mayhem in a mask movie. Oh. Imagine him. I think it's Brian Cox. It's Oh, I thought you were going to say it's Brian Doyle Murray. Well, he could have done it too. He oh, might have done quick, the voice. Real quick, can we cast
0: mask according to like their,
1: like current day mask? Like you're gonna take current actors. Yeah, but
0: you're gonna try to match them
1: to their, like it's, authentic possible. Tracker. Yeah, like what? It's probably gonna be Brad Pitt.
0: No, I'm I'm not saying like who's the best star, but like who really represents the look and the essence like the cartoon the most?
1: Like John Tesh. Well, you you do young Robert Redford, I think, as Matt Tracker. That's Blonde, pretty good. Blonde, all American, got yeah. a little twinkle in his eye. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, who's next? Um, you want to go the other side of the pond? Go over to Venom. Yeah, go other side of the pond. Miles Mayhem. I
0: mean, Brian Cox feels good to me, but so does Brian Doyle Murray.
1: Brian Cox is going to have the gravitas that you need. Yeah. Brian Doyle Murray is—he yeah. always he's the mayor in Groundhog Day. Yeah, he's he not. Okay, Brian Cox, okay. Also, by the way, this is just a little voiceover deep dive. If you ever can find Brian Doyle Murray's voiceover reel, it's just him, it's just him talking. As Brian Doyle Murray. Just, I'm yeah. Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah. I sound like this. I pretty yeah. much. Hey, he Griswold. Like, and then, yeah, it's just a lot of like, Burger King, we do chicken right. It's just <laughs> a lot of him <laughs> reading ads and never, there's no variation. <laughs> like, you're getting one flavor with that guy, and I think it's a delicious flavor. <laughs> All right, let's go back. Um, who's the kid? Scott? Who's Scott? Um,
0: Freddie Highmore.
1: Uh, how about a Henry Thomas, fresh off of E.T.? Uh,
0: he's too brunette.
1: Okay. You want fr- you want a young Freddie Highmore? Y- if he what can about, do an American um, accent. What about, like, you're going to say he's too brunette, but what about Nicholas Holt? Like, right off of About a Boy. Too bolt cut.
0: Well, you do a different haircut. No, no wigs in this. We can't
1: have wigs. in this he,
0: You can cut his hair and style it. But he's too brunette.
1: Okay. I'm willing to go with Freddie Highmore.
0: I'm. I'm. There's probably someone better.
1: Yeah. See, that's why I was still pitching people. What
0: about T. Bob R. Two. Bb8. Okay. Let's finish this email.
1: Okay. You don't want to do Vanessa?
0: Oh, she was so hot. Um. Numi Rapaz.
1: Old you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I could do new me. I don't know about Rapace. Um. What about Sly Rax? This
0: is Jack Nicholson, right?
1: If you could get him.
0: Oh, I got him. That's how I got this whole thing greenlit. He's attached.
1: That's Her. a big actor for a pretty shitty henchman guy. This is going to be
0: huge. Yeah. You got Redford in the lead.
1: I do. W- what about um, Bruce? Bruce Sato? Yeah.
0: That's a tough one because with Bruce, it's really the voice. He has that high voice. Mm hmm.
1: But you, and I'm just going to
0: heavily stereotypical accent.
1: Yeah. I'm just going to pitch this because I think it it might make the film interesting. But because his vehicle is a motorcycle that changes into a helicopter. No,
0: that's Brad Turner. Is it? Oh, my God. Mon- Who does Bruce? Who's, Bruce what drives th- Rhino. He does? With Alex Sector, Jackrabbit, they- and Lifter.
1: And then I had this way off, and I apologize to Travis and to everyone.
0: Travis, you were so right to only ask me about this, and I apologize.
1: Let's go on. Well, who's playing Brad Turner? The guy that used to host
0: "Shop Till You Drop." No, he was the he was the announcer. He, oh, what's his name? He was a game show host.
1: You want to cast a game show host <laughs> alongside in the Mask
0: Jack Nicholson?
1: <laughs> Let me get Shadow Stevens into this movie. I'll take him.
0: He could be Alex Sector. Who would be Alex Sector?
1: Me. I'll do it. you
0: got to have a long red beard.
1: Yeah, But no wigs?
0: Well, he's bald. We're not doing
1: wigs, right? He's bald. This is what I'm saying to you. you so you're probably going to get the only red-headed actor there is, which is the guy from Game of Thrones who played Tormund, right? That's the only guy there is. No,
0: I think it's young... Brendan Gleason.
1: So we're tra- we're time traveling with this movie.
0: If you're putting Redford, in young his priming, Redford,
1: how old's Nicholson when he's doing it? He's
0: current Nicholson.
1: Just shirtless on a boat with his gut hanging over his bathing suit, putting suntan lotion on.
0: Stiletto fire.
1: <laughs> All right. You want me to get back into Travis's email? Yeah. So we can get halfway through May. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Matt, all right, we covered this. Travis loved the toys, though somehow he never really saw much of the cartoon. Travis Mm. was on an island of masks. None of his friends were into it. Somehow he was introduced, and somehow that's history. Till several years ago when the topic of masks came up on Pistol Shrimps Radio, and I inevitably couldn't uh, contain my excitement of someone else talking about these toys, which I had began to write off as a fever dream of my boyhood. Mm -mm. This is Travis saying... He didn't have any, and no one else was into it. You can get
0: Brad Turner and Condor on eBay for, like, 20 bucks or something.
1: Yeah. Cut to now. My seven-year-old son and I were discussing toys of my past. I mentioned Mask and the series of toys and how damn cool they were. His mind was blown. I referenced YouTube clips and continued to further blow his mind with these still seemingly badass toys. I mean, I've seen his toys, They can't hold a candle to these amazing mask toys of days gone by.
0: And he has Hasbro's candle
1: holder. Here's the problem. My seven-year-old is now hell-bent on getting his hands on some mask toys. I tried to explain the issue here in securing 20-something-year-old toys today. I then further made another mistake. He caught me looking on eBay in an attempt to further confirm in my mind that this is silly, and I'm not going to find these toys... After all these years, he quickly saw over my shoulder that these toys are still out though, out there. <laughs> he won't let it go. What do I do here? I'm not a monster. How can I, as a loving father, rob him of the magical experience of playing with the likes of the Slingshot RV popping open to reveal the red mini jet? Am I insane to even consider buying a 20-plus-year-old toy off eBay? No! At what is most likely insane prices for my 7-year-old.
0: There is not a problem here.
1: Am I walking right into a never-meet-your-hero-style situation of getting these toys and actually realizing that they sucked the whole time? No, and they now don't now my son suck. will silently or not-so-silently judge me for my poor taste in toys? Perhaps you, no. buying old toys is genius. Stop. All the parts—
0: Stop of- reading. <laughs> you can get them on eBay out of the box for pretty cheap, and they're kind of used and played with, but if he's seven, he's going to, like, dig into them and use them up himself. Get there's no problem here. Get your son these mask toys.
1: Here's another confirmation of what we already know that you should buy some of these toys. Yeah. Perhaps buying old toys is genius. All the parts that are likely to fall off and get lost have probably already fallen off and gotten lost. Yeah. Yes. Any sort of like projectile missile that comes out of these vehicles is long gone. Yeah. And no one's making toys with those types of parts now. No one's making a missile launcher. I miss choking hazards. Kind of seems very efficient. In a way, it's like recycling. Yeah. Damn it, why didn't my wife put up more of a fight at the idea of buying these toys Because eBay? she's a good wife and what mother. What would you do? What would Tratt Macker do? He would... You could probably get some like,
0: whole collection of someone's old collection, you know, like a lot.
1: You could get a collection of someone's collection. Yeah,
0: and... Boulder Hill gas station slash headquarters, mask headquarters.
1: I I think you should just, whatever your budget allows, hop on eBay, buy some of these I'm toys. I'm going to look on eBay right now. Because they were great toys. And this is somebody whose favorite toy for a very long time was the G.I. Joe soldier transport vehicle where you just sat your guys in a row and drove them around. They were awesome so you I forgot I don't them. have internet. You can't look it up.
0: No, but I'm I'm certain you could get them at a relatively look embarrassingly price. Matt
1: for my birthday. You got me Brad Stevens and his motorcycle. Helicopter.
0: Brad fucking Turner and it's Condor
1: and it's it's Rick Stevens and it's Helicopter Eagle.
0: We also got it for our our web help guy that helped with the RSS feed. Do you That's remember?
1: right. Yeah. Dan.
0: Dan Engler. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that made it way it's way to him. I hope it did too. I just set it up and said go fly to Dan. <laughs> it's still sitting in my kitchen The toys kitchen are great
1: counter. and your 7-year-old will like them and even if your 7-year-old doesn't
0: I'm just going to start your buying year old is 7 every mask toy and then like instead of like when we come over to the house for dinner instead of bringing wine I'm going to bring Julio Flores and his little buggy plane and Floyd Malloy and his little red, what was his, his mask was buckshot, but what was his, that motorcycle was awesome. Jacques Lafleur.
1: Jacques Lafleur. And, and
0: his van.
1: What do you think he's been doing in that van now? He probably converted it to one of those camper things where now you can just kind of drive up and down the coast and take a nap when you want to and cook your own food.
0: He lives in a hobo camp for sure.
1: Were there any women on the good guy side of masks? Gloria. That's right. She had the she had the sort of rounded, ovally. Yeah, mask.
0: she basically had the Lotus submarine from Spy Who
1: Loved Me. And you're okay with that?
0: Yeah, because it was a Porsche. Travis,
1: just get into these toys. If you haven't, are I'm, I'm sure worried you that this is have.
0: like four, five months ago, and he hasn't bought his son mask toys.
1: Then his son's probably almost eight. Like he was seven when this email came in.
0: What do you want? You you. You don't buy your son Matt toys and you're going to start getting into He-Man and you don't want
1: that. No. And modern toys, I speak from no experience, are weird. They're weirder. Anytime I sort of gently peek around the corner of a toy aisle at a Target or something like that, I'm always sort of looking like, these don't look that fun. Yeah. Were they always like that and I just didn't know? I was too young to know the truth.
0: No, but I do think that when I was a kid and Star Wars toys were out, and I'd look at my parents' tin soldiers, and they look so antiquated. I think kids must look at original Star Wars figures, even GI Joe and mask figures, and go like, "That's so."
1: It's like the scene basic. in Back to the Future too, when he shoots. He does the shoot 'em up cowboy game. Yeah. And the little kids, including um, Elijah Wood, he's mm-hmm. one of those kids in that movie. Yeah. It's like you have to use your hands. That's a baby's toy. Hmm. Maybe old toys suck, Matt. Maybe that's the truth. Maybe we're just two old farts sitting in a backyard talking into microphones about the good old days of plastic molded into heroes.
0: The only way to know is to do a full Pistol Shrimps episode where we bring down my container of old toys and start digging through them.
1: That'll be fun for people who can't see any of it. All our listeners are blind. (laughs) Is that true? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And deaf. The why are we doing this? They don't even know they're listening to this right now.
1: How are they? I I
0: go to their house every morning and press play.
1: On whatever episode is available? Uh On the latest episode? That's why it's tough for me to do these. Because now you have to go around the country and- The world. world. Yeah. And start hitting play on people's MP3 players, computers. Yeah. How do you even get in? Some of them are probably password protected.
0: Well, I am a great hacker.
1: Yeah. And I'm a hate-gracker.
0: Man, I've been saying it for years.
1: Look, we're, you can email the show, Pistol Shrimps radio at gmail.com, and you can look on the Instagram and Twitter if you want to. Find those on your own. It's
0: been going for an hour and 40 minutes. Holy shit. Bye.